0: Hi there, you're listening to the Trinity Community Church
1: Podcast. TCC, a home for you.
0: I'm excited. We have a wonderful guest with us today. I've known
1: Bishop Stearns for a long time now. We were reminiscing about how old we are. The older you get, man, the less hair you have or the whiter your hair becomes. And, um, well, I don't know if I've ever known Robert with hair, but that's, that's a long time ago. Uh, Robert is an international speaker, um, a man empowered with the spirit. Um, he has good things for us today. Let your heart be open, Robert. <laughs> Amen. Good morning, family. God is good. It is a blessing uh, to be here with you this morning and to be in a place that is honoring the presence of God. Um, You know, what we just experienced in worship is not uh, readily available at many churches and many places in our nation. Um, But I can tell that this house prioritizes the presence of God and prioritizes the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so I am I'm just excited about what God is going to do today. Um, It's a blessing to um, be with Pastor TJ and Robin. We've, I mean, 25 years or so, uh, we have uh, known each other. And um, to see his kids, now is it Tyler, front row? Toby. Tyler. Timothy. It's a (laughs) T. Trayvon, what's your name, son? Toby. I said, I said, how old were you when I knew you in bold? And he said, I think I was one year old. So that's how long it's been. Um, but I know you already know this, but you are mightily blessed to have this family pastoring and leading this house and carrying you forward into the grace of God. You're blessed to have these pastors um, leading, leading you in the ways of the Lord. Um, I'm uh, uh, torn this morning by uh, several things. Number one, um, I pastor uh, uh, a well-known and historic church um, in Buffalo, New York, and so I have been dealing with texts and phone calls um, non-stop for the past, you know, 12 to 18 hours. So um, forgive me if there's been any kind of sense of divided attention. We're We're carrying that in our spirit. Our assistant pastor um, was preaching at the church across the street um, when the situation happened yesterday, and um, so pray for our city, um, pray for our nation in this time, amen, that the Lord would come and heal wounds um, that go so deep into the heart of our nation, But I'm also torn because I feel like I could go in, well, I was going to say so many, but technically I have three directions I could go this morning, and I haven't figured out which direction I'm going to go yet. So I don't know. We're going to just see. I've got three. Do you have till two o'clock? We could just stay here and do it that way. Um, But I want to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I, I want everything that God has for our morning. Amen. And um so, Father, I thank you for the privilege of being here at this moment with these people. And I pray that something sacred and eternal would be deposited in this moment in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, amen and amen. Well, I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to go to the piano for a moment, if that's all right. The the semi-non-working piano. We'll see if it works for me. Pastor TJ said, Pastor TJ said, do you know what it means when the piano isn't working? And I leaned over to my assistant, Ben, and I said, it means you don't have an acoustic piano. That's what it means. (laughs) Somebody's going to get a breakthrough today. I'll tell you that. Someone's. Thank you so much. You're you're another T, aren't you? I am. I, I'm the girl T. <laughs> Tori, give it up for Tori. She was awesome on the guitar this morning. Would you just stand with me one more time? I'm so looking forward to tonight when we come into the presence of the Lord and just focus our attention on him. God, it is so amazing that we have access to you. Let me invite you to take a moment right now and around the room, just close your eyes. Most importantly, open your heart. If you're comfortable, lift your hands. sing that with me now like a prayer.
0: How great at the harmony is our God. Oh, sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great Beautiful, lifted strong. You are.
1: Father, blanket our day in your grace. God, just cover this day in your shalom, in your peace, and your purpose. We thank you for divine appointments. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Well, before you're seated, turn to the person behind behind you and say, you know, you get better looking every week, just kind (laughs) of, just kind of. As we get acquainted together this morning, I'd like to just take a moment and let you know a little bit about um, Eagle's Wings, which is the ministry that I have the privilege of leading for the past 30 years. There's a table in the back um, that has resources that tell about um, this ministry that has taken me to 47 nations around the world uh, over these many years um, with a specific sense of calling and connection Uh, to God's purposes for the city of Jerusalem, um, for Israel and the Jewish people. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have been to Israel? Just raise your hands. If you hold them nice and high, if you've been to Israel, hold them high, nice and high. Okay. How many have not been to Israel? Raise your hands. So we'll have a moment of repentance, right, at the end of the service. Part of what the Holy Spirit has put as a mandate on my life, and I believe a rising cry in our generation is to discern and understand that the root system of our faith is the Jewish people and the covenants of God that come through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we are living in the day that has seen prophecy after prophecy after prophecy fulfilled in our lifetime regarding the return of the Jewish people to the land. This is one of the greatest miracles um, in all history. And when you when you're disconnected from it, when you're not um, informed about it, you know, you can kind of interpret the evening news just as more background noise, but when you see through a biblical lens, when you see through a lens that lets you know that the God of the Bible is actively working in history, the God of the Bible is actively telling his story, and the God who keeps his promises to his friend Abraham that he made thousands of years ago is the God who's going to keep his promises to you today. That changes everything, and how you approach Scripture, how you approach life, and really how you walk with God. So, um, I am leaving tomorrow for Jerusalem. So you you know just come back tonight with your suitcases packed. We'll find a way for you to get on board with us. But one of the things that we do one of uh, we have about twelve different outreaches that Eagles Wings undertakes on behalf of Israel. One of them is to um, find young pastors who have never been to Israel, who've never connected with Israel. One of the saddest things that we see is you'll have pastors who'll say, oh yeah, it's on my bucket list. You know, one day I want to get there. It's the land of the Bible. I'll get there someday. And they end up being in their 60s or their 70s before they get there. And they've had a whole lifetime of preaching. But they've missed that connection with the land. Folks, if you like the book, you'll love the movie. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, so getting there causes this book to come to life in an extraordinary way. So our ministry underwrites, we sponsor, we help young pastors. We've brought 450 pastors from nine nations now to Israel to connect with the land of the Bible. Um, one of the incredibly troubling things that's coming out of Buffalo this morning is that it, it appears that, the, uh, that this was a racially motivated crime and that uh, not only was he attacking African people of color and African Americans in particular, but he had a strong anti-semitic um, blaming the Jews for the problems of the world anti-semitism is raising its ugly head again in our generation one generation after hitler the jewish people are again facing anti-semitism around them it is time for the church of jesus christ to say clearly and loudly and strongly never again will the jewish people stand alone in history we will stand with the jewish people wherever they are Did you know that Jesus is Jewish? There's a Jewish man living in your heart. You have to deal with it. He's not Swedish. People say to me, Jesus was Jewish. I said, Jesus wasn't Jewish. He is Jewish. He's coming back Jewish. And that really begins to change our understanding. I am not Jewish. Let me let you know that. People hear my last name, and I talk with my hands, and I'm always in Israel, so they assume I'm Jewish. I'm not Jewish. I grew up in a church just like this one. Grew up in Assembly of God Church, had zero connection to Israel, had zero interest. But that trip to Jerusalem absolutely changed my life. It's been my privilege, uh, along with my spiritual father, Pastor Jack Hayford, Uh, we have launched a global day of prayer for the peace of Jerusalem. It's the first Sunday of every October. Would you say first Sunday of October? And that unites the body of Christ all around the world uh, in praying for the peace of Jerusalem, in being informed and educated on these issues. And I think there was a form passed out when you came in it looks something like this. I hope you have that. Uh, if you do, take it out. Oh, look at these ushers, man! Well-trained ushers. Give the give the ushers a shout out, everybody. They're doing awesome. Uh, but if you'll raise your hand, they'll get this to you. And while they do, do we have the video ready uh, in the back? Is that yes? Okay. Uh, this will let you know just a little bit. This is one of a dozen. We have a dozen different outreaches for Israel. Uh, But this is just one. And what you're going to see, I will be there in about 72 hours. So what you're about to see on the screen, um, I will be there and be a part of. So let's turn our attention to the screen and go to Jerusalem together this morning. times those of us in America are unaware that Israel faces some significant poverty issues. Uh, many of the new immigrants who come, uh, many of those who've come from the former Soviet Union or from Ethiopia, many of them are struggling to make it here in the land. Uh, Many of the Holocaust survivors came with with no family, with no training, and now they're very old and they're endeavoring to make a life for themselves here. You and I together can reach out with the love of God in the name of Jesus and meet practical needs for these who are Jesus' family. These are Jesus' brothers and sisters. The Bible says, as much as you did it, unto one of the least of these my brethren, my brothers and sisters. These are the biological family of Jesus and we're reaching out to them with love and compassion today together through our partnership.
0: So, so I came here and I, uh, I feel that it's my house. Wow. The first house, the first building for me, it's, uh, it's, it's special.
1: What is it like to be here with Eagle's Wings and see that we're not only doing the tourist things, but we're coming here and we're doing practical things? It's-
0: So very meaningful, especially that the heart of a pastor is to be able to serve and to train others how to have that same kind of heart. Right. And to see it here, not only to feed the hungry, but to feed every need, every spiritual need for whatever need that you have, whatever lacking. It's time for you to say,
1: I want to be a part not only of the idea of Israel, not only of the idea of what's happening in the Holy Land, but I want to do something real, I want to do something practical. You can do that by joining us on one of our pilgrimages, or you can do that by being becoming a monthly partner and saying, I'm standing with Eagle's Wings. I'm standing with you in the work that you're doing in the land. Won't you prayerfully consider today joining with us and making a real difference? I came here from Denver, Colorado. That's where I grew up. I made Aliyah 15 years ago. Even though I have a master's in applied math, I could never get my Hebrew very good, so I never got good enough to really compete in the high-tech workforce. I come here as often as
0: I can because it it really is the best food around, for one thing. It's very nutritious. They somehow managed to get
1: about 20 different vegetables into every meal. For those who support Eagles Wings and and for the Eagles Wings organization, uh,
0: I really do thank you. It's um, it's how I get my food. Let's thank God that
1: he's continuing. You know, Jesus fed the 5,000, and we're still feeding people today in Israel in his name. Um, Those little forms that were passed out, we have two booklets that we have published. Um, The first was written by my spiritual father, Pastor Jack Hayford. It's very brief. It's very short. It's about 18 pages long. But it's seven reasons we as Christians need to stand with Israel and the Jewish people. And when you deal with the bombardment of the propaganda that comes across mainstream media, you need to be empowered with these truths and these realities. So if you're just a novice to this, you say, well, what's the big deal with Israel? What is this all about? And why is it important? And you're kind of confused. You know, there's all these dates. What happened in 48? What happened in 67? And there's Hezbollah and there's Fatah and there's... There's, you know, there's Hamas and Hummus, and what's the difference between those two? If that's where you're at, and you're trying to figure that all out, uh, this resource is going to help you, as well as our Jerusalem prayer guide. So these are just free resources, and if you'll uh, fill this out and join us in praying, there's no finances involved. We give all of this away for free. We've given about 400,000 of these out in Uh, 11 different languages around the world because we believe in equipping the body of Christ with the knowledge that they need. So fill this out and see the volunteers at the table in the back after the service uh, and they will be happy to get those to you. Amen. I want us to uh, look to the word of the Lord this morning in the few minutes that we have left and I'll be brief. Um, Pastors, let me know clearly that we need to be done here by 1130 uh so um, i don 't know about you, but we are living in a world that has descended into chaos. We are living in a world where day by day now, week by week, whether it is the situation in the Ukraine, whether it is what's happening in the American economy, this thing called COVID, that was fun. Took three years of our life, right, to deal with all of this. We are living through territory that is uncharted, not only in American history, but in human history. How do we as believers position our hearts to endure and persevere really unusual times now i don't know the particular eschatology of this church eschatology is a word a fancy word you learn in bible school that means the study of the last days i don't know your eschatology i don't know pastor tj's eschatology most days I don't know my eschatology because uh, the, those who set dates for the return of the Lord, how many of you know they've had a, a bad track record so far? But what I do know is that Jesus is returning and he's coming back for a people who are fully alive in him, whose hearts are fully turned to him, who are pursuing his kingdom, who are pursuing his presence, and who are living as citizens of the kingdom of God in the midst of a fallen world. And so I have um, struggled as I pastor, as I travel and preach. I was in Maryland uh, yesterday and Friday preaching at a conference there. I have struggled finding a time in history that is a precedent to the craziness we're living in right now. Because we can look at other moments in history that were awful. We can look at other moments in history where there was incredible change happening. But there's one thing in this generation that makes it different than all those other generations before. There's one thing. What is it? It is these demons right here. It is this thing called technology that multiplies things that are happening in the world instantaneously, exponentially, globally. That has never been present in human history. Are you with me this morning? Is the first service allowed to say amen or just the second service? What's the the policy? So humanity has experienced evil before. We've experienced totalitarianism before. We've experienced propaganda before. But we have never experienced these things, and I don't just mean cell phones, I mean the technological web that has weaved itself into not only humanity, but literally into the way we think. I have three teenagers, three teenage sons. Everybody just stretch your hands and pray for me right now for 30 seconds. And I will physically say, I am taking that phone. You are going to not have that in your hands for an hour or two or whatever it is. You're going you're gonna to breathe. You're going to detox. You're going to decompress because these things are affecting not only how we live, but how we think. They're affecting the core of our humanity. So as I've struggled with this, and I've really wrestled with this, and I've said, God, what? how do we, how do we deal with something that we've never seen before in human history? By the way, something that is multiplying Faster, and fa- If we think technology is technology today, what is it going to be in five years? What is it going to be in ten years? Technology is accelerating faster than the human soul's capacity to not be consumed by it. Can I say that one more time? Tech. Technology is accelerating faster than the human soul's capacity to not be consumed by and really devoured by it. And so I was wrestling with the Lord saying, God, it's, how, do we, how do we respond? How do we react to this? And I felt like the Holy Spirit brought me to a place and it gives me great hope. And I want to leave it with us this morning. I want to bring us to Genesis chapter 11. Would you turn there with me? Genesis chapter 11. Can you help me just a tiny bit with this mic? Because I don't think you all have monitors. And it'll just give me a tiny bit more on the mic, at least till the anointing hits. When I shout, then you can turn me down. But Genesis chapter 11. In Genesis chapter 11, we have one of the most familiar stories in all of scripture it is the tower of babel. tower of babel the tower of babel i just say the tower of and we automatically know we know the story of the tower of babel how in the world is one of the earliest stories in scripture what does that have to do with our lives today how does that fit this that makes no sense we're going back to the very beginning here. What does that have to do with these things here? I want to draw the connection for us this morning. Genesis 11 says this, Now the whole earth had one language. Would you say one language? Come on, everybody out loud. One language. And it came to pass, they journeyed from the east, they found a plain, in the land of Shinar dwelt there, and they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had bricks for stone, they had asphalt for mortar, and they said, Come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the earth. The whole world was united in what? One One, and they said, and this is an interesting thing because it's the opposite of what we call it. They said, let us build for ourselves a, and that's what we say, but that's not what the Bible says. What the Bible says, it says, let us build for ourselves, look at it, a city. And in the midst of the city, we'll put a tower. Are you with me so far? What was happening here in Human history. Humanity was shifting from an agrarian understanding of life. Crops, herds, and they were shifting to a city, to an urban sense of life, and with that, they said, we better organize, and organize is another word for control. How do we bring our controls in to this population center. Now I know there's no one at all trying to control our thinking today, of course. There's no worry about anybody trying to influence our thinking through mass social media or propaganda. That is sarcasm, does everybody have that? They said, come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. Now, here is what I have come to believe is one of the most staggering scriptures in the entire Bible. This scripture blows me away. It says this. And the Lord says, indeed, the people are one and they have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they put their hand to will be impossible to them. God says nothing humanity puts their hand to will be impossible to them if they have one language. I want you to work with me. God says nothing humanity puts their hand to will be impossible if they have one language. Then verse 7 says this, Come, let us go down and confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. What makes God, God? Why is God, God, and we are not? There are three attributes that make God, God. Anybody know what they are? God is? Somebody said it? All-powerful, omnipotent. Somebody got the second one? Omniscient. He's all-knowing. And I heard the third one, omni. God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. And he's omniscient. He is all-knowing. This is what elevates God and makes God who he is. These are the attributes, the three attributes that Empower him on the throne of the universe. But God says, humanity did not say, God said, if they've got the same speech, nothing will be impossible for them. That is staggering to me. I'm going somewhere. Hang with me, we're going to connect the dots. And so God says, let us go down and... Confuse their speech. Let us go down. Would you say let us go down? Where are we living in this moment? Spiritual warfare. Cultural upheaval. We're not sure what the definition of a woman is. Where are we going in society? Maybe things are wonderful in Delaware and I missed the memo, I don't know. But we are moving into places that are so far afield from a basic understanding of humanity and it is fueled by this spread of information. All the world was united in one speech. Now here we go. I'm praying, I'm saying, God, what what are we gonna do? We've never been in a moment like this. How, how, what is the blueprint, God? How do we walk in your kingdom in the nations? What is the blueprint? Humanity's never faced this before. And God said, oh, yes, they have. The Tower of Babel, listen to me. The world is again united in one speech. Do you know what that speech is? It's called binary code. The world is now united in code. We can push a button right now and we can translate what I'm saying into Mandarin Chinese. We can do that right now. And it will get better and better and faster and faster. Humanity has found a way to again be united with one language. That. Hasn't happened since the Tower of Babel. It's happening now on our watch. We're going to live through this reality. So what is coming out of that? As humanity builds their cities, builds their towers, the Bible says the tower will go up into the heavens or up into the cloud. Up into the cloud, what is humanity deciding that we are? We're deciding we are omnipresent. Do you know how many cameras are watching you 24-7, 365, everywhere you go now? Do you know that we can push a button right now and we can be live in... Venezuela or New Zealand, we could push a button on WhatsApp or FaceTime and boom, there we are. We are all places at once. Humanity has duplicated that attribute of God. We have become omniscient. What's it called? Google. All of humanity's knowledge instantly available. Online. You want to know how to build a nuclear reactor? Google it. You want to know how to, anything you want to know, Google it. All information available as we strive to become God. We don't strive, humanity is not striving to become like God. Would to God that we were striving to become like God. Humanity is striving to become God. Omnipotent omnipotent don't don't want this baby don't like your gender change it we can do anything we want to do because we are godlike now folks this is depressing this is difficult, but it does end on a really good note. I'm going to bring it home in five minutes. We're almost there. Can I have five minutes? Give me raise your hand. If I can have five minutes, we'll be 5, 10, 15, 20. <laughs> okay, we're good. What I'm trying to get across to us this morning you're, you're, a, you're a sweet, kind, good, loving church. But we're headed for war. We are headed for a cultural war, not only in this nation, but in our world, in the human family like we've never seen before. And the system of control that the enemy wants to put into our thinking from the very youngest age, getting us pulled into things that shape our thoughts rather than our thoughts being shaped by the word of God and the presence of God. And humanity's building this tower in the cloud. Hello? And becoming Godlike in our omniscience, omnipotence, and omnipresence. Now, here's the good news God says this. God says in verse 7 Come. Oh, this is so good. God says, come, let us go down. Church, I am convinced with every fiber of my being, we are on the brink of a come, let us go down movement from God. We are on the brink of God interrupting history again. At Sinai, when the children of Israel came out of of, uh, Egypt, led by Moses, they come to the mountain, and God comes down with fire. God comes down with thundering and smoke. And the word of the Lord is given to them at Sinai. God came down. In the book of Acts, 120 were gathered in an upper room. We've got more than that here today. 120 people gathered in a room waiting on God. And what happened? God came down. Azusa Street, the early 1900s, the church was dry and brittle and without power. And what happened? God fell in a place in Los Angeles, California called Azusa Street and God came down and baptized a generation in the Holy Spirit. And the missions movement went to the earth. And today there are 600 million Bible-believing Christians around the world because God came down. The Jesus People movement in the 70s. Hippies out there, you know, doing weed before there was dispensaries on every corner if you live in New York City and looking for meaning, and and all of a sudden, a wave of the Holy Spirit comes across the nation in the 60s and 70s, and people were getting saved in supermarkets and parks and high schools. God came down. I want to tell you something this morning, church. We're living in a moment that God is about to come down again. Things are so bad... Things are so out of control. Things are so dark that there is no other option for the light, except for the light of God's glory and God's power and God's omnipotence to show up and demonstrate his power. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be on the sidelines watching something happen. I don't want to read about what God did in history. I want to say, God, if you're doing something, I want to be a part of it. God, if you're moving in the earth. Use me. Use my life. My prayer for you this morning is that you will not be a nice local church. Do you know the last thing Delaware needs is another nice local church? I am praying that you will be an embassy for the kingdom of God. That you will be a training center for the next generation of God's soldiers. That you will be a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. I'm praying that this place, our lives, will be a place that God comes down. He has done it in history over and over And over again, God has said, you know what? I've let this continue. I've let it move on. We're living in that Psalm chapter two moment. The kings of the earth are gathering together against the Lord, against his anointed. And it says this, he who sits in heaven laughs. God is not intimidated by Dr. Fauci or Bill (laughs) Gates or Mark Zuckerberg or any of the power brokers of our world. God is God all by himself, and he is going to have the last word, and he is going to demonstrate his kingdom. Can you say amen this morning? So my invitation to us as I close, number one, get your hearts aligned with Jerusalem. We didn't speak a lot about that this morning. That's fine. Get that information in the back. But we're living in a moment that is so miraculous and so beyond anything we've seen, and God's doing something in his ancient city and his ancient people. Number two, unplug. I know you've got to use these things. I understand they're a necessity, but do not let these rule over you. Do not let them rule over your children. Do not let them rule over your lives. Number three, stand in that place with your eyes fixed on heaven saying, God, you've come down throughout history and we say to you this morning, even so come Lord Jesus. Come in revival, come in empowerment, come in your second appearing. However you want to come God, but just come Come and be the Lord of your church. Would you stand with me this morning? I just want to pray with you, and then I'll ask your pastor to come and dismiss the service. Would you take a moment, close your eyes, if you're comfortable, lift your hands, and would you just do this? Would you, in this moment, give your yes to God? God is looking for our yes. God is looking for our yieldedness. God is looking not to be visited, not to be spoken to on occasion. God is looking to take residence in our hearts. Father, I thank you for this church. God, I sense in this church hunger, I sense in this church thirst for your presence. And now I ask by the power of the Holy Spirit that there would be a wind released from heaven like it was on the day of Pentecost, God, a mighty rushing wind that would blow through this house and cause our hearts to know that God has come down again. Father, touch every heart, touch every life here this morning. Lord, this evening as we gather for a time of extended worship, Father, just in your presence, God, tonight, let our hearts be open to the voice of the Lord. We pray it in Jesus' mighty name.
0: And everybody said.
1: Thanks for listening to the Trinity Community Church Podcast. We hope this met you exactly where you are. To learn more about us, head to our website at tccde.com or follow us on social media at Trinity Community Church. TCC, a home for you.